Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to this 107th episode of a Colts podcast. I'm Brandon. I turn off the music. I'll just turn it down. And I'm joined here by your co-host. <laughs> My best friend, Andrew Moore. Uh, yeah, I meant to turn it down. I just completely turned it. You know what? Music's off. Music's off. <laughs> We're here. We're live. <laughs> I'm here with Andrew on a Colts podcast. Andrew, uh, big game this weekend against the Bills. Little uh, 2020 AFC wildcard rematch. Um how you doing? How you feeling about this weekend? What's up? I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited to see what the Colts do. It's time. It's it's time to nut up or shut up pretty much because it's the Colts this year have beat up on the bad teams. Uh, but they can't close out on the good teams. I mean, the Colts had a lead against Baltimore. They had a lead against Tennessee and and really and just didn't finish those games off. So it's time. It's time for the Colts to show if they're ready to be a playoff team. And I really think, I think if they play at their best, they can beat this Buffalo Bills team. The Buffalo Bills just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And and the Bills are 6-3 and three while playing the easiest schedule in the NFL. The Colts are 5-5, five and five, so it's not like that. there's a huge difference between those two teams' records. But it's going to ha- come down to how these two teams play, obviously. Can the Colts run the ball on this on this Buffalo Bills defense? Can can the Colts defense put, put up a fight against Josh Allen and, and this number one ranked Bills offense? So it's going to be exciting to see, and I'm excited to see what the Colts have. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. How's it going, man? I'm all right. I'm fine. <laughs> I apparently don't. I just forget how to push buttons. Uh, before we get rolling here, don't forget to go follow us uh, at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Uh, subscribe and uh, turn on the little bell on here. Go fill out like, uh, you know, the Apple podcast uh, reviews. I haven't looked at those in a long time. Uh, go, see, go see what those are all about right now. Uh, go talk shit about us or, you know, just give us five stars and say it's the best cult show uh, on the internet because it is. Definitely the most entertaining. <laughs> Maybe not the smartest. Uh, I'd say we're pretty up there on the smart scale too. Yeah, uh, Andrew, I don't feel good about this weekend. I won't give you my official prediction right now, but I will say uh, Colts plus 245 at Bills minus 310. I think that's a little wide. Um, spread a seven over under 50 and a half. I think the over definitely hits and definitely Colts are going to cover a seven point spread. Definitely think the Colts cover a seven point spread, but um, at the very least, at the very least, Andrew, uh, like said, like we said before, it is a rematch of a close game that we could have won. Things have changed. Uh, I don't think the Bills defense, I know they're playing well and the, and the stats tell me I'm wrong, but I haven't felt as good about the Bills defense this year aside from a couple of real big blowouts and shutouts like against Miami. Um, I think those have padded their numbers a little bit. Uh, and then obviously we don't have, you know, the super intelligent Uncle Phil, you know, under center. We've got the careless the little... Uh, crazy with the football Carson Wentz and I don't, I don't know how he does have more turnovers this year to be completely honest but it's going to be an interesting football game and I think it all is going to start with uh, our offensive line 
I, th- I think you're right. The offensive line, when I, I mean, I watched the film last night and this morning of Carson Wentz for my Wednesday piece, and and the offensive line, man, that was it was bad. It was yeah. back to what it kind of was earlier in the year. Ryan Kelly got blown up on a couple plays. Eric Fisher could not stop Josh Allen. It seemed like he was getting pushed back in the pocket pretty much every play. And, and Quentin Nelson, I know Quentin Nelson's hurt, and and that probably played a big factor into it, but there were multiple times where Quentin Nelson even got beat. Yeah. And that's what really contributed to this Colts offense not being as explosive and, and, and not being like we've seen the past, the, the four weeks prior when the Colts scored 30 points or more each one of those games. So we're taking a look at this offensive line and and they're going to be going up against a, a defensive line for the Buffalo bills that has guys like Ed Oliver, guys like Jerry Hughes, guys like, uh, uh, I think Greg Rousseau, the, the, the rookie defensive end out of Miami is on that team. They've got plenty of guys that really like to get after the quarterback and, and the bills have been successful in doing that. Now, last year, the Colts did a pretty good job of keeping Phillip rivers upright in that game mm-hmm. and, and allowing Phil to sit back there, kind of dissect the defense and, and throw it where he wanted to. And I think the Colts are really going to have to do that. They all, it all starts up front with this Colts offense. The offensive line again, needs to play at its best. Quentin Nelson was a full participant in practice today, which is really good to see. Uh, again, Braden Smith is still probably dealing with that elbow injury a little bit, but you want to see this Colts offensive line get back into the form that we saw a few weeks prior to last week. Otherwise, I don't think the Colts have a shot in hell at this game unless their offensive line is performing probably to the best of their abilities. And I, as one of our uh, faithful fans, I think it was Matt, said that Glow actually outsnapped Reed last week. I don't think Reed had he as did. good of a game um, as he's had so far this season, so I I want him to bounce back a bit. I do agree with you. I think this might be Quentin Nelson, and I understand that he's dealt with injuries, but it might be his worst year to date. Um, and it could be injuries slowing him down. That could be it. I I hope that you know he's able to turn around. He's not played bad, but I mean, just not the normal Quentin Nelson you're used to seeing. Penalties actually have been the more surprising thing out of. Uh, Quentin Nelson, some holds and stuff because he's getting beat and he's not used to it. Um, but the offensive line is definitely going to play their part in this game. Carson Wentz, if he is in trouble in this football game, he's going to turn the ball over. Uh, if he's if he's getting made to run around and, and it forces him to do the stuff that we've been seeing, like an ugly left-handed flick toss thing, ugly, hideous, shouldn't have been done, um, then he's gonna. I mean, it's gonna result in turnovers against this defense. It really will. This this defense isn't anything to be messed with, and and I think for we'll, we'll just dive right into Carson Wentz. I I like how you said how you were talking about it earlier, and and when I put this story in in my Wednesday piece today, so a couple weeks ago at Lucas Oil Stadium, you know, in timeouts they play those little videos or whatever. They played a video of Carson Wentz doing his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, and he had the usual usual guys on there: Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and the fourth. But the fourth guy on his Mount Rushmore, Brett Favre, and it all starts to make sense now because you remember how Brett Favre played every single play he thought could end up in a touchdown. Well, that's exactly how Carson Wentz plays. Now it, it led to Brett Favre having some incredible highlight real plays, but he also 
is the all-time leader in interceptions. Yes, he is. <laughs> and, and so it's it's kind of that catch-22 where you have that ability to make plays in that hero ball with Carson Wentz, but at the same time, you're gonna there's always that risk for turnovers. And, and that, that left-handed shovel pass, or left-handed throw, I should say, just just no place for it. Just take tuck the ball, take the sack, and, and move on to the next play. And then again, when he was rolling out to his left and tries to shovel pass it 15 yards down the field to Jonathan Taylor. I was watching yeah. that play, and it's a lot closer than people think. I mean, he said, well, well, Taylor was open. It wasn't necessarily a, 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 a throw that was a risk of being picked off. The Jaguars defensive back was probably only a step from being in position to take that and take it for a pick six. And that could have completely changed the game just because the Colts were up at that point. The offense was struggling. And, and if you have issues like that, that can completely flip the momentum of the game. So, so Carson Reds really needs to take care of the ball. I mean, there's, there's guys in the, in that secondary, like Tredavious white. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Micah Hyde is is the safety for the bills um uh, i think poyer is one of them I, like matt said he's worried about poyer and hyde as well uh, and i think carson wentz just really needs he needs to get back to how it was i would say uh, against the jets the against the again the jets defense completely different story but we didn't see carson wentz making those boneheaded yep. plays against the jets he was making great decisions quick decisions with the football yep. and i think that's what we need to kind of see with carson wentz and frank Wright can help him out with that too the quick crossing routes the slant routes the quick screen passes I mean, we've seen Frank Reich help Carson Wentz out. We didn't really see too many screens against the against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We didn't really see too many crossing routes from the Colts until the very end. I think those staples of that Frank Reich offense need to be more prevalent and to help Wentz get in that rhythm early so that way he can settle in and doesn't try to make those boneheaded plays. This is perfect. One season says Wentz needs to show why he is the franchise quarterback. He's going to have to be the one to win this game, and I disagree. I think we've been saying it all year long, and I mean I, I disagree respectfully, of course. I, we've been saying all year long, though, that Carson Wentz doesn't need to play hero ball. Carson Wentz doesn't need to be the way we win football games. He just needs to at least be the reason we're not. He doesn't. He can't be the reason we do lose football games, and that leads us into our next thing here. Are we going to see more Wentz or more run the damn ball? Um, and that's my point. I think as long as Carson Wentz does his job, doesn't turn the ball over, and combined with Frank Wright doing his job and staying a little more run heavy, keeping a hold of the football, um, and establishing Jonathan Taylor, our best offensive weapon, I think that is how we would win this football game. I think you're right on the money there. I don't. I don't want Carson Wentz to be out there throwing the ball 50 times a game again. Or again no. 50 times, I should say, against this Bills defense. That's not going to be the recipe for success. Uh, the, the recipe for success for this football team is giving it to your superstar there in the backfield, giving it to Jonathan Taylor. Again, Jonathan Taylor last week had 21 carries. Colts won the game. Colts still have only lost it one time when Jonathan Taylor has more than 18 carries. 
that that's your workhorse. You give it to Jonathan Taylor and you, you spell him with Naheem Hines against the Jets. Naheem Hines had a lot more touches and, and that offense just took off because you're riding those guys. Naheem Hines had a really good game against Buffalo. If I remember correctly in the wild card game last year. And then once the defense starts to come in, starts to get over aggressive, then you look for, for Michael Pittman jr. Then you look for guys like Zach Pascal, T Y Hilton. You're going to have those guys in there that you can, that Wentz can still throw the ball, but you're not putting it all on his shoulders, Cannot especially be. when you, yeah. And if you do, that's when you're, the Colts are going to really get into trouble because then things will start to get behind. Carson Wentz will start having to think he has to do everything. And that's just not a, a recipe for success for this Colts team. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. Now you don't want to be too predictable either. You don't want to no. continue to run it. If it's not but working, what have we work. said? What have we said? Jonathan Taylor is so good. I don't care if they're loading the box. You still need to commit to the run. Yeah, I'm not. We're no. not seeing, like you said, not predictable. But it still needs to. There needs to be a commitment to the run. Well, and I even saw a stat this year that Jonathan Taylor really hasn't faced too many heavy boxes this year, and I I think that's part. That's partly because defenses do respect Carson Wentz. They respect that he can make throws and make plays and burn them if teams completely sell out on the run. And I think that, that that's why it helps out both ways. You, you you have that threat in Carson Wentz to take pressure off of Jonathan Taylor, but then you can also ride Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines in the running game so that way everything isn't on Carson Wentz's shoulders and he has to throw it, like I said, 50 times a game to have for the Colts to have success. And- so I, I don't... I put this question on the outline, but I don't, I don't want it to really be more. I want it to be a very balanced attack between the run and the pass. And I think if it is, then I think the Colts win. I think if it's geared more toward the pass and we're relying heavily on that, then I don't like the Colts chances as much. And just to make a point here for the uh, conversation going on in the chat, uh, you know, the, we, one season is just saying he doesn't think we'll run the ball well in the Bills. Well, the Bills are ranked second against the pass and third against the run. Matt says, you know, they've only played one great rushing team, and that was the Titan Tennessee Titans. They went for 148. So, again, I mean, we're going to have to play a balanced game. The reason I think running the ball is going to be even more important in this football game is because we're going up against a team that has scored 23, I'm sorry, 16 against the Steelers, okay, Tough defense. They lost that football game week one. But then put up 35 against the Dolphins, 43 against the Washington football team, 40 against the Texans, 38 against the Chiefs, 34 against the Titans, 26 against the Dolphins again. Uh, obviously, crappy week against the, the, the Jaguars, but then bounced back with 45 against the Jets. Josh Allen is an animal. Josh Allen is a weapon. Uh, and the longer the football's out of his hands the better. And the way the Colts offense has been working this year, I feel like the defense could go out there and get a stop. They turn around, the offense goes and scores sometimes, you know, with big chunk plays and the defense is right back on the field. The defense is going to need every second of rest they can get um, because playing against an, a high powered offense with a secondary who has questionable, this a, a questionable secondary against wide receivers like uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, we don't want them to have the football very often is my point. 
And I think that's where the running game comes in. If you can steadily run the ball with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, that gives that defense a rest and it allows the Colts to eat up, eat up possession time. So that's why running the ball, I mean, I feel like we're a broken record and we're saying the same thing every week, but I just think that's why, that's why the Colts running game is so crucial to them because if the running game is taken away and you kind of saw this last Sunday, even the Jonathan Taylor had 93 rushing yards in the first quarter. He had 116 total for the game. So after the first quarter, he had what 20, is that 23 yards, something like that. And you saw the Colts offense came to a crawl after yeah. that. That's why the, this running game is so important. And the Colts need to try to get the running game going. So that way they can, like you said, keep the defense off the field, keep them rested and keep Josh Allen, his butt on the sideline as well. That was, that was every defense's goal or every, every team's goal against guys like Peyton Manning. That's everybody's mm-hmm. goal against Tom Brady. Uh, use up even at the end of a half, people are worried about letting Tom Brady have a football again. You know what I mean? Like there, the goal is to keep quarterbacks like that off the field. Um, you know, especially when they're gearing up towards an MVP level season. Um, let's talk some more about Josh Allen, another quarterback with legs, another mobile guy, another dude who likes bootlegs. This guy though, Andrew, I think. We're facing the three best running quarterbacks in the league this year. Already played one of them. Have Josh Allen this week, and then we got uh, Kyler Murray next week too. So Josh Allen, I think, might be – he's definitely top three running quarterbacks in the league, um, which never bodes well for us. Well, I put Ryan Tannehill in that conversation as well. Ryan Tannehill may be the best bootleg specifically, but not one of the best runners. Josh Allen's Josh Allen's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's putting it lightly. Josh I Allen mean, is good at football. But I, I look back to the game that the Colts had against Josh Allen and the Bills in the playoffs last year. And for the most part, the Colts, I think, did a pretty good job against Josh Allen as far as keeping him contained <laughs> in the pocket. Now, now <laughs> Daniel Jones. I, now, I mean, now, he's not wrong. It's not a bad, not. bad response. It's just funny because all I can think about is the trip. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, but yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing for Josh Allen though, is not necessarily getting outside the pocket. Like we see some guys do like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, where they like to run side to side. Josh Allen's more of a guy that will step up and kind of just run straight forward. Kind yeah. of what we saw last week with Trevor Lawrence, when the, the pocket started to break down, Trevor Lawrence usually stepped up and ran right through. That's a lot of what Josh Allen does too. He can step up. And that's where he gets his holes. And I, I remember a play specifically last year where he tried to do that and Dar- him and Darius Leonard met head on and Darius just kind of stopped him in his tracks. But I think that's what the Colts are going to have to watch out for is you can't let him break contain like that where he stays in the pocket for so long your defensive ends and your your defensive tackles get upfield and then it allows him a clear lane to run where it leaves – like Bobby Okereke or or Darius Leonard on an island with him. So I think that's what's going to be very crucial as far as Josh Allen running the ball and then Josh Allen throwing the ball is a completely different story. One way to stop Josh Allen is to just go ahead and stop him before he takes off. All these close calls where we're almost home and we're not wrapping up or we're just not getting two hands on it, whatever you got to bring the man down when you get the chance. Um, I think that's been 
our defensive line's uh, biggest challenge this year is they've come so close over and over and over, and they just can't seal the deal, finish the job. Um, and I'd like to see them get home a few times, uh, beat Josh Allen up, make him question, you know, when he drops back and he's going to pass, is he safe? Is he going to be able to have a clean right. pocket and get the ball off? Right. And I think we've been seeing that though, especially the last couple of weeks, we have been seeing this Colts defensive line in particular, yeah. making more plays. Quiddy pay Dio Dangbo both made huge plays against the Jaguars to seal the victory. We're starting to see DeForest Buckter really come on as well. Even though DeForest Buckter was dealing with a myriad of injuries today on the injury report, we're, we're starting to see him. as I, I, I should say, see him, becoming what we envisioned Dare DeForest Buckner to be this year because he started out where Matt Marion, our official started, stats guy. <laughs> Matt says the Buffalo has given up the fourth most pressures, which is great. Bodes well for four guys like Quiddy Pay, Dio Adangbo, Alkadim Muhammad, DeForest Buckner. And then the guy that the most underrated guy on the defensive line in Grover Stewart, big Grove has been the one that's been clogging up the middle. He's been getting even more pressures. And usually he's the guy that's just in there to, to take, to basically be that clog in the running game. And we're seeing Grover Stewart start to create pressure as well. But this is where, this is where it's time to get home. One of the biggest things in that game against Buffalo last year was that the defensive line just, they had their moments where they were able to get to Josh Allen, but there were other moments where, again, they were just that close, that close to getting him down, and it led to big plays. You revamped this pass rush. You wanted to get these young guys like Quiddy Pay, Dio Dangbo, put a lot of draft capital into these guys. You have DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart up there. And I think it just all comes back to this point. If you want to be a playoff team, you got to beat the good teams. And, yeah. and the pass rush has to step up and be dominant against Josh Allen's to really stifle this Bills offense. Andrew, it's a who should start question. I think we both agree on the who should start. Who do you think will start um, at corner this week, Xavier Rhodes or Isaiah Rogers? I think Xavier Rhodes probably will start if he's healthy. Uh, he was a limited participant in practice today. So if all bodes well, he, he will. I think Xavier Rhodes is on a very short leash, though, because Isaiah Rogers has been competing and has been playing very well when when Xavier Rhodes has been out. Z Isaiah Rogers comes in, competes his ass off, and he makes plays. Simple as that. He almost made a game-changing play in this game last year in the AFC wildcard, where he almost intercepted Josh Allen down by the goal line. And, and I think if he if he is able to get his hands on that and bring that in, it completely changes the game because the, the Bills went on and scored on that drive. So Isaiah Rodgers knows that. He keeps that in the back of his mind, and he's been using that as fuel to get better. So the, if Xavier Rhodes isn't 100%, I firmly believe the Colts should send Isaiah Rodgers out there and give him the starter reps and let him go to work. Um, do you think uh, – I mean – Xavier Rhodes has to know right now that uh, people are kind of clamoring for Rodgers, and he he saw Rodgers have a good game this week. Do you think that pushes his ass a little bit um, on the football field? I certainly hope so, especially because he knows he if he's if he's honest with himself, he knows he hasn't played very well this year. Yeah. He, he he seems lost out 
there at times. His effort definitely hasn't been there. And then you have a kid in Isaiah Rogers who last week against Jacksonville was locking his receiver up, didn't allow a single reception last week. And he's out there, you can tell just on the film, given 110%, making diving interceptions, constantly fighting with his receivers, trying to get the ball and trying to, to break up passes. If, if, if Xavier Rhodes is smart and he is honest with himself, he needs to use that as fuel and a kick in the pants and say, you know, I might lose my job out here if I don't step things up. So I hope he's taking it that way. And if he isn't, I hope the Colts see that. And I hope the Colts give Isaiah Rogers that, that spot on the outside. Cause I think the Colts are a better team right now with Isaiah Rogers out there. Matt says Rogers over Rhodes. How about this one? Carry over Sandejo. I would love to see that because Anderson Dejo is bad. Not He's good. Real bad. Hey, he had a big hit last week. He had a big Played hit. Played a little pipe. I mean, I mean, I'd rather my my safety not miss five tackles a game like Anderson Dejo does. Yeah, very true. Uh, hey, let's take it easy on the missed tackles because Kenny Moore missed some tackles this year as well. So, uh, so some, but who's the X factor? Dejo is another story. It's Xavier Rhodes. I'm going to go with Xavier You're Rhodes right me. here. <laughs> it's kind of, did you like that? You like that little lead into my X factor there? Yes. It's, it's Xavier Rhodes because if Xavier Rhodes goes out there and, and plays like he has all year, whoever he's guarding, whether it's Stefan Diggs, um, Cole Beasley, whoever wide, whichever wide receiver Xavier Rhodes is mashed up on, they're probably going to have a field day and Josh Allen's going to take advantage of it. So he needs to come out and he needs to play like the Xavier Rhodes of 2020, because if not, Isaiah Rogers is right there nipping on his heels. And if the Colts don't put Isaiah Rogers in and leave a struggling Xavier Rhodes out there, this is going to be a long game and, and the Colts defense is not going to be very happy about it. Um, so, I mean, obviously defense, the defensive side of the football, the secondary in general is my biggest concern uh, about this game. But my X factor, I feel like I can go this one. I'm sure it's been a long time since I went with the easy quarterback answer. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think. Uh, the more I think about it, I, 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 I don't know that he needs to have an outstanding game to win, but I, I do need him, we need him uh, to not have a bad game. This cannot be one of his uh, lackluster performances, his, you know, bad decision type games. It's got to be a game similar to the Jets. Good decision making, quick decision making. Um, and then I, I think I heard something this week about he checked into some runs um, over the last couple weeks. Maybe some more of that when he sees the right thing and he, and he questions, ah, but I could throw it here. Get it, Just put the team in the right position to have success short chains, short third down conversions. Um, and I think that we might have a chance to win. And I have seen that over the past couple of weeks, watching the film of Carson Wentz checking into some runs. And I remember we, we kind of got on him a little bit in the beginning where he said, where we were saying that he needs to, if it's not there, on the pass, we need to we need to see those checks into the run game. And the last few weeks, especially against the Jets, that's where it was more prevalent. He really did check into the run. He knew Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines were hot, and he made sure that when those looks were there, he gave the he got the ball into those into their hands, which which was which was really good, and 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 very 
I guess, very honest of Carson Wentz and showing that he he knows that these guys have the hot hand and doing whatever it takes to, to build up those leads that the, the Colts love to do so they can let their, their defense and their pass rush kind of go to work. Uh, one season, no one has mentioned how important this game is for the playoffs. If the Pats would win the division, we would have the tiebreaker over the Bills. That's correct. If the Pats don't win the division, we still have to play the Pats this year too. So a similar situation later, it's pretty unlikely that we win the division at this point unless Houston just starts the the downfall of Tennessee. But this is a good point. Uh, I mean, this game, this game could have playoff implications in regards to the wild card. Definitely. I I don't know if it'll get to that point, but any at this point, well, at this point, any win for the Colts is a good win, but especially those AFC wins, because with things being so tight in the AFC wildcard picture right now, those tiebreakers where whoever has the best record over the AFC, they might come into play here come week 17 and 18. Prediction Colts by a million. Um, There we go. I don't. I don't. I uh, I think we're going to lose this game. I, I don't, you know what? I said the over earlier. I don't know that I like that either. 50, we could give up 30 po- 35 points. You know what? Yeah, I'll go over 50. Uh, 35, 27, somewhere in that oh. neighborhood. I, I do. So oh, and I, hold on. No, nope. because nope, I said we'd cover. <laughs> you gotta do some quick math yeah 20 30 36 30 36 bills 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 are gonna that's win a, we're, a, we're not gonna win that's an odd score 36 it is in odd. a football game i don't give a shit i've i've really been going back and forth on this game uh, because I can see if the Colts play their best, I can see them beating the Bills. I, I While the Bills are ranked as the second best offense or, or number one ranked offense or second ranked offense, third best defense, whatever it is, their, their schedule, I can they played the Dolphins. They played the Texans. They've played the... Uh, the Jets. They played a lot of bad teams. So I don't know how good Buffalo is. I really think it's going to come down to how the secondary responds. And and if we get the best out of them, um, if the Colts can can protect Carson Wentz and not having running for his life all day, then I think the Colts really do have a shot. And I think I'm going to go with the Colts. This I've got I've just a feeling, just a feeling that I think the Colts are going to come out and respond. I will take the over because I do think 50 and a half. I think the only it's good team take... the Bills have beaten is Kansas City, and that's if you consider Kansas City good right now. Right. Uh, so I I will take the over. I'm going to go. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go 31 27. The Colts win. Does that cover? Yeah. What do you mean? Does it cover? Well, or not cover? Does is that over? It's over. That, uh, yeah. Hits, hits yeah. The over? Last yeah. I checked, uh, thirty plus twenty is fifty. So, yeah. Thirty-one right twenty-seven. Colts. All right. We'll see. I don't think so. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. I, uh, this is my favorite transition. You. We go to other Colts news. It's injuries. 
<laughs> Always the Debbie Downer of the of the show here. Uh, let's take a look under the hood. So the practice report for today, uh, there were quite a few guys out with, with injuries, but again, it's Wednesday. Guys probably just getting some rest in. TJ Carey was out with a knee. Eric Fisher with a back. Uh, Darius Leonard with his ankle. Pretty much... Uh, par for the course for this year. Um, Dio Dangbo with his ankle, uh, probably just a little rest for that Achilles. Uh, and then Braden Smith with his elbow injury. And I, I didn't notice this at the game, but I did while I was watching the film that Braden Smith had a hell of a brace on his right arm on that elbow. So mm -hmm. I'm sure that's still not fully healthy. Just trying to get that some rest. Uh, now the guys that were uh, limited today was just uh, Xavier Rhodes with the calf, but it's good to see him back at practice. And the guys that were full participants who got a little bit banged up on Sunday. Uh, Jack Doyle with his knee, Quentin Nelson with the ankle, EJ Speed with the knee, and uh, then the last but not least, DeForest Buckner. Here's all his injuries. He's dealing with an abdomen, a throat, and a back injury. That guy is all kinds of banged up. I'm sorry, DeForest a Buckner, throat? He must have got punched in the throat or something, or something like that. But yeah, he's listed as did not participate with an abdomen, a throat and a back. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Buckner should be fine to play. Hopefully the, the rest of the guys are, are good to go as well. I had a joke, but it's inappropriate and I won't make it. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. Uh, hey, there is some other Colts news. Linebacker. EJ Speed named AFC Special Teams Player of the Week for his performance against the Jaguars. One special team tackle, uh, return block, punt for a touchdown. Good for him. Give him a round of applause. Keep it going for running back Jonathan Taylor wins FedEx Ground Player of the Week again for performance against the Jaguars. 21 carries, 160 yards, and a touchdown. He's going to be FedEx Ground Player of the Month. Yes, me. FedEx, FedEx Ground Player of the Year. The Hell yeah, he is. That. Hell yeah. He won. He won that, and all, well, pretty much all of his stats came in the first quarter. Hell well. yeah. That's pretty, pretty phenomenal. Uh, and, hey, as uh, said by Mr. Matt in the uh, chat here, Colts in in-season hard knocks begins tonight on HBO at 10 p.m., or if you're listening on the podcast, last night at, eight, at 10 p.m. I'm going to bed. What do you I will watch it tomorrow. What are, you, what are you most excited to see about? I have no well, idea. I'll say, I'll say, what are you most excited to see about the entire season? Like, do you want to see like behind the scenes for a specific player? Do you want to see something? Luke, you said hi. That. Hey, what's up, Heidi? Heidi hi, in the Heidi. chat saying that Boris Buckner is good. Thanks for Love watching. to see her. He's good at football. Uh, yeah, what what are you most excited to see about? I want to see Frank Reich say fuck. Sorry. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> we're we're going to have to bleep it. We're going to have to bleep I'm it. I'm not bleeping anything. We're putting explicit on it like grownups. Did you listen back? Did you hear your mess up uh, the other night? Uh, I did, and I did not say what you said I said. Yes, you did. No. Yeah, you did. All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to see Frank Reich uh, show a little emotion on the camera. I want to see I want to see him get a little pissed off. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see that. I, I think we'll see Chris Ballard definitely get pissed off because apparently from what, what all the indie media members say, Chris Ballard watching a game, like he'll get 
he'll get mad in the press box watching a game and he'll he'll get like visibly upset. I kind of want to see that and see him get mad watching the watching the game. We want to see like, we want to see the leadership of this team just lose it <laughs> mentally. <laughs> I just just I just want to see stuff that that like Colts Productions doesn't normally show or, or something like that. I want to maybe see behind the scenes with like Darius Leonard seeing his family life or. or Carson Wentz with his yeah. family life. Kind it's going to be different than stories. the. It's going to be different than the training camp version too. So who knows? It's going to be interesting. I'm excited and, about it. And honestly, there probably will be a back of the roster player. Maybe it's going to be Isaiah Rogers that they kind of show that you don't really think about too much, but it still plays a vital role on this yeah. team. So I'm just excited to see the Colts on. I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to see how they produce. I'm excited about the production and how what they see as important. And then, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You could did you think that when this first came out that I would be so excited about it because I'm always always yeah, I'm like sure. no I was don't want it don't want don't surprised. want that around yeah yeah you don't want it during training camp and all of a sudden you're all for it during the season it doesn't make any sense yeah very <laughs> confusing knows? all right no, let's right. move it along here uh, picks first week ten game uh, Rams beat uh, Rams got beat by the 49ers. Uh Matt Stafford did not throw for 300 yards and I am not gambling this weekend. <laughs> R.I.P. to Brandon's bets. Man, Matt one, one Stafford bet. looked bad. Yeah, it was tough. Do you see my you see my tweet that it's gonna be real interesting to see the Rams get all these stars and then lose in the divisional round to the Cardinals? I mean, that's it's on track to yeah. happen. It's Just uh they're not very consistent right now. Uh Packers are the best team in the league right now. Them in Tennessee. I think I, I think I stand by I, that. I'd say Tennessee is probably the best in the league, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud. So uh pick up standings. Andrew did catch up to me last week with the one game we disagreed on. So we're both eighty nine and sixty, sitting at a hot sixty percent. Um not good. Not good. But and, and in Yahoo, I'm technically listed as number one because of the tiebreakers, but what are we, the tiebreakers? We'll oh, week. the tiebreakers. Okay. I don't take those very seriously, Andrew. Uh, I think I've picked the Jets to score the least amount of points three weeks in a row. <laughs> so, uh, week 11, Patriots-Falcons, Patriots at Falcons, uh, 28-3, final score. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Any Falcons fans, RIP to that comment. Yeah, Patriots I'm not picking the Falcons. That. I'm not picking the Falcons. Screw them. They always screw me, so we're going with the yeah. Bats. Yeah, I'm going Pats. Uh, Colts at Bills. I picked the Bills. You picked the Colts. I'm putting this one on, on, on paper here, just just to be clear. All right, there we go. Uh, are the Ravens going to blow it again this week in Chicago? I don't think so. I, I think if they were able to pull it out against Minnesota a couple weeks ago, they'll be able to do it against Chicago. I'm going with the Ravens. Um, I would I, I would go with the Ravens as well. The Chicago Bears are not good. What are they, two wins? No, I think they've got three i think they're three and five okay maybe Yikes. three and five they have they had two buys three and six six yeah uh this next Four one's interesting five? i don't know i'm skipping one it. real quick just because the odds are on the screen green bay minus 125 minnesota plus 105 i think those are a little slim i know it's in minnesota uh but the packers are gonna win that i skipped two we'll go back uh but the packers are gonna win that football game See, I'm going to go Packers, but I don't feel too confident on it, to be honest. Spread's I just only have two. a feeling. Uh, the, I, 
I have a feeling this is going to be a very close game and I would not be surprised, not because the Viking, not because the Packers aren't good, but I just think the Vikings are starting to hit their stride a little bit. And I would not be surprised if the Vikings do pull this out at home. Um, all right. Lions at Browns. No way. No way do the Browns blow this one, right? No way. Browns win. Browns beat the Lions at home. Yeah, I'm going to go Browns. I always say, hey, I'm going to pick the Lions. They got to win sometime. Well, they didn't lose last week, technically. So they're going to go back to the losing ways. I'm going with the Browns. How does our, our pick go last week for the, the tie? Do we just I think, is, I think do they remove it? They just push it's it? Just they remove push. it? Um, yeah, Browns. Titans hosting the Texans. It's funny that 1.27% of users on Yahoo are going with the Texans because that should be 0%. The Titans gotta, are going to obliterate the Texans. They got to catch up. So, I mean, people got to get wins on the people at the top somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, Titans are going to win that football game. Dolphins at Jets. I Listen, expect- Tyler, Tyler pitched me this whole thing today about how the Dolphins, if they win out, they'll still make the playoffs. Well, their schedule is actually not impossible to do that either. I found it interesting. Dream on Tyler. They'll get the That's win this week, too. but they're not going to win out They're They'll win versus the jets. Joe Flacco is bringing his eliteness back to play. He was named the starter today. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah. The dolphins will probably just zero blitz him. Like they did Lamar Jackson and just make, Joe I want to pick. I want to pick Joe Flacco I'm, so bad, but I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. Uh, Saints at Eagles. You go ahead. I'm riding the Nick Sirianni train. I'm going Eagles. The Saints haven't haven't impressed me lately, and with Trevor Simeon back there, Taysom Hill, who the self proclaimed greatest athlete in the NFL, has been garbage as a quarterback. I'm I'm riding the hot hand in Nick Sirianni. I'm going Eagles. I'll go Eagles as well. I don't like it, but I'll go Eagles. Panthers uh, hosting the Washington football team. Cam is going to have a slide. I mean, like, the last week's not going to happen again. Um, Not two weeks in a row, but they're still going to win this one. But Cam having a bad day is is coming in the next couple of weeks, but not against the Washington football team. Not against his old coach. I think Cam will continue to have – they'll continue to ride that momentum a little bit. I think it'll be a closer game because I don't think that the Panthers are just going to go and blow out Washington. Like they blew out no the Chase Cardinals Young. last week, no chase young. And I think that might be the difference and allows Cam to kind of stay at a little bit more comfortable back there. I'm going Panthers and 49ers at Jacksonville. <sighs> Got to go Niners after the way they just handled the, the Rams have to. Right. I'm going with the Niners as well. Uh, I, I do think that Jacksonville will put up a fight because they're, I mean, we saw it firsthand. Their defense is legit, but I, I think, I think the 49ers will be able to pull it out in the end. Rivera said he's held back defensive schemes for if he ever played Cam. That is true. He did say that. That's a fun, that's a fun, that's a fun quote. Um, yeah. Niners Bengals at Las Vegas. This game's tough. You go first on this one. You think cool Joe Burrow is going to go into Las Vegas not smoking cigars and just tearing up the turf? 
Get out of town. Joe Burrow is going to win in Las Vegas. There's no way he loses that football game. Yeah, I'm leaning Bengals as well, especially with the Raiders are starting to slide and come back down to earth. And I think Joe Burrow, didn't the Bengals have a bye week last week? So they're off a bye. They're going to be ready to come out and, and, they, they pretty much have to win these games if they want to stay in touch with, with like the Ravens for, for the AFC North crown. So I'm going to go Bengals. I keep seeing all these Super Bowl favorites, like people who could really win it, Super Bowl contenders, playoff teams, the nobodies. Dallas Cowboys seem to be at top of that list for some reason. It's time for them to prove it this week. I'm picking the Cowboys over the Chiefs in Kansas City. Oh, I thought I was going to get you on this one because I'm going Cowboys as well. I I don't think that I just I just made that decision. One good week from Kansas City does not change my opinion on him. I want to start to see it multiple weeks in a row. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes had a good game, but can he keep it up? Can that defense stop an offense like the Dallas Cowboys who has so many weapons? And, And I think the Cowboys are on a roll right now. I'm going I'm going with the boys. Uh, unless I have money on the Cowboys, I'm not going to say the words go Cowboys and mean it. Um, but I am picking them. Cardinals at Seahawks. Is Kyler Murray playing? He said he's close. So my guess is he probably does play. This is a stipulation game. <laughs> if Kyler Murray plays because the, the magic has worn off for Colt McCoy, uh, if Car- if Kyler Murray plays, I like the Cardinals. I don't think Russ is back fully yet. Um, for now, I'm going to say Cardinals, but I might change that pick before Sunday. I'm going to go Cardinals as well. Uh, I, I I think Kyler Murray will play, and I think that will be a big difference in this game. And and I it just doesn't seem like the Seahawks have anything going right now. So I, I will I do expect Russell Wilson to play better. But if Kyler Murray's there, this this Cardinals team is just going to be too much. Steelers at Los Angeles Chargers. This might be the toughest game of the week, in my opinion. And I honestly do not know which way to go because the Steelers, while their their defense has been playing well, it's Justin Herbert, man. And you know how much I love me some Justin Herbert. Chargers are at home. I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert over TJ Watt and the Steelers defense. TJ, isn't TJ Watt hurt? He is. He is. I don't think he's out, but he's nursing a, a lower body injury, if I remember correctly. Let me look at what the Steelers have done this last few weeks. Tied the line. You know, yeah, Chargers. I forgot about the tie <laughs> with the Lions. I'm going Chargers. That right. I didn't even bother to look at the rest of the games. Uh, and then Giants at Bucks. I'm going. Well, they tied the Lions because they had Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Got to remember that. Big but ben Josh says Mason Rudolph is talented. Well, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. He's not. He's Mason Rudolph. He's a av- below average backup. Well, I wouldn't say that. He's an average backup quarterback. Uh, Giants at Bucks. Got to be Bucks. Bucks cannot lose three in a row. There's no way Tom Brady's losing three in a row after his documentary came out this week. Not happening. I'm so sick of the Giants and their garbage team with their primetime games. Bucks are going to destroy the Giants on Monday Night Football. People in New York don't even like football. 
None of the people Man. there get to play it. They live in the city. There are, are no so football bad. fields. Their I teams don't understand. are so bad. I think the Giants are the team to score the least points this week. I'm going to go Jets. No one who the Jets play. <laughs> the Jets play the Dolphins. Against J- Elite Joe Flacco is about to put, throw up an egg. That's good, too. Giant, Giants are going to score 10 points. Bucks are going to score 42. I'll probably go with the Bucks as the most this week as well. Steelers what do you have? 16, Chargers 27. Most points this week. Bucks? I'm going Bucks. I'm going Cowboys. Ooh, Cowboys on that Chiefs defense. That's not a bad pick. Yeah, I like it. Least points. The Ooh, Jets. We're Atlanta. Wow. This is good. Uh this is good radio. This is good podcast stuff. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll pick the Jets. I pick them every week. <laughs> Listen, the, the 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 Dolphins are going to use that cover zero blitz on Joe Flacco all day. He's not going to be able to do anything with it. That's fair. Uh, any news around the league? No. I think that's it. There's that's no it. news around the league. No bad beats with Brandon today. Nope. Sorry, I gave I gave up on gambling. Uh, again, <laughs> go follow us at a Colts podcast. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that talks to us and uh, shits on Andrew on Twitter. Um, that's a lot of fun for me. Um, <laughs> the joys yeah. of being a, a Colts beat writer is getting all those, those homers after yeah. me, but it's okay. Uh, now, it now see, we're going to wrap up. I might actually be able to finish production and get into bed by nine o'clock. You old man. I'm just so tired on December 7th. Cannot come soon enough. Um, that's the end of my work's busy season for those of you that don't know. Uh, big game. We play at one, right? One o'clock Seems in weird. Buffalo. But uh, hopefully we win. Go Colts. Go Colts. Get the dub. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.